Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaim Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Alicia, a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. If you're new here, hi, hello, and welcome. I hope everyone's doing well, being well, staying well, and living well. Um, I'm going to be honest, I am recording this Wednesday, February 22nd at 11.11pm, and my brain has gone on the fritz. Um, if you've been paying attention to my social media, you know I've been writing up a storm. I had two pieces go live this week. One um, is a piece on the history of anthems in this country because for whatever reason we are still crying, carrying on and complaining about um, Lift Every Voice and Sing being sung at the at the at the Rihanna concert that was sandwiched by football. So for whatever reason, <laughs> folks were saying, you know, there should only be one anthem. There should only be one anthem. Needless to say that there were two anthems. There were there were three anthems sung. America the Beautiful counts as an anthem. If you look at the definition of the of an, what an anthem is, that is an anthem. Um, the Star Spangled Banner. For whatever reason, this country decided to choose that raggedy piece of music um, in 1931 over the previous song, My Country Tis of Thee. That too is an anthem. Um, it's got some questionable lyrics in it, you know. Just go look at the third verse. Um, but yeah, so I had wrote... That piece for The Root, shout out to The Root. Um, and then I had a separate piece that I had written um, for an editor, but they decided not to go with it. So I was like, you know what? Cool beans, no worries. Um, no hard feelings or anything like that. They were just testing out something. Um, so they didn't go with it. And so I decided to publish it on Medium. And then Zora picked that up. And so part of me, my brain is a little sputtery um, because I churned those out very very quickly um and had to throw my entire self into <laughs> into those pieces um and I'm excited to get those out I actually just turned in a third piece uh we'll see when that one goes live but um yeah your girl's a little tired <laughs> your girl is a little tired hence why I guess Thursday is our day now it used to be Tuesday now it's and then it was Wednesday now it's, th it's Thursday uh will we readjust who knows we'll see um, I'm trying not to aim for any weekend days, um, no Fridays, no Saturdays, no Sundays. I don't like those days for podcasting. And, um, according to the stats, neither do y'all. Um, I also don't like Monday cause I don't know. I feel like starting off the week with last week's stuff, unless you're like John Oliver, it doesn't really work for me. So shout out to John Oliver. Um, but yes. So that was my week. I am currently wearing pajamas. I have my teeth brushed. I'm about to twist up this hair and put on my bonnet. The baby is asleep in the next room. And in the room next to that, her daddy is reading. Um, so it is quiet time at the Robert house, Robert's house. And yeah, I'm going to try to keep my voice down. Um, but yeah, 
that's this week's episode of the Reclaim Podcast. Join us next. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I can read the comments right now. You guys are being like, what is this? Whitney, go to sleep and give us a good show in the morning. Um, but no, I appreciate y'all for being here. Last week's episode entitled Love on the Brain, we talked about the history of Lift Every Voice and Sing. We talked about Black Love Day and we talked about Rihanna's return to music and her special guest that um, appeared with her in her latest performance. Um, so that was that last week's episode. As I always say, there is one person who will never mind you binging this here podcast. You can listen to last week's episode and the week before that and the week before that if you wish. It's all good. Um, we're coming up to the end of Black History Month. This will be the last podcast episode before the end of the month. And, you know, I'm feeling a little reflective. I was going to do something a little different, but like I said, a bunch of stories came up. And there's some things that I personally would like to talk to you about. Um, it's not a church announcement. It's, I guess it would be more mess and message situation, but I want to talk about the, the piece that I wrote for Zora in particular, and the topic that, that garnered that discussion. So picture it. I'm scrolling on my phone and I come across, it's a few weeks back, and I come across a picture from Ebony Magazine. And it is of this beautiful black Adonis draped across a pink stool wearing what looks like a boxer's uniform, cape, um, boxing shorts, not boxers, but boxing shorts, um, high socks and sneakers. He looks like he just can't, like one hand still has the hand wraps. The other one is uh, off. It looks like he has returned from his uh, match victorious and is uh, now lounging after a, a bout um, I don't know. I don't even know. You know, I don't know the sports, but a boxing bout. It is the Jonathan Majors and Ebony didn't have to do us like that. I've been telling y'all for years, years that Jonathan Majors is a problem. I've been telling y'all for years that Jonathan Majors was a problem. And here he is in his, all of his problematicness, like the men's health issue problem. This Ebony shoot problem. That man, God knew what he was doing. Um, and you, yeah. Anyway, long and the short, he looked very handsome. We Ebony probably, you know, they get not probably. They definitely got a lot of positive responses to that cover, right? A few weeks later, actually, right after the, uh, right after the Super Bowl. The um, British Vogue drops their cover and it's of Rihanna and Rihanna is walking on the beach and she has her arm back and she's reaching for ASAP Rocky, her romantic partner um, and the father of her child slash children. Um, and ASAP is holding their baby and he's giving the baby a kiss and they look so sweet and it's just, it's just like a sweet moment. And the baby's smiling and just looking like a cute little chunk, just gorgeous. And Rihanna looks like Rihanna. And there's, there's a special kind of vibe and energy Rihanna has. And 
Like, I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. Ma'am knows what she's doing and she does it well. That all being said, people on the internet sometimes have a lot of free time and I really wish we could deal with that. I really wish we could deal with that in a healthier way because folks started tossing around a word that I kind of wish they had not learned. And that word is emasculate. And the way they're using it, they're using it, you know, it's a negative word, but they're using it against ASAP Rocky walking behind Rihanna on a cover of a magazine where the focus is Rihanna. You get what I'm saying? And they're using it for Jonathan Majors because he's got his legs crossed, he's got his lips pursed. And he's in a pink coat. Despite the fact that anyone of any gender or sexual orientation uh, could cross. Like, if, if you have legs, you can cross them if you want to. And frequently, frequently, men as well as women, as well as those in the non-binary who have legs, cross them. So I don't understand what the problem is. I don't get it. Like, how is he, how is he look, how does he look weak? I don't think people understand what the word emasculate means. And I'm getting ahead of myself. But let's just do it. Let's just dive in. So I'm looking at the cover right now of British Vogue in particular. Rihanna is in the front. She is, like I said, giving you energy, giving you face, giving you body. Um, At the time that this was published, she didn't know that she was pregnant with their second child. Um, or at the time that this was shot rather not published, um, she didn't know she was pregnant with their second child, uh, in this shoot. So technically this is a shot of all four of them together. It's really, really cute. Um, I'm immediately drawn to this baby. Like what a cutie just smiling pleasantly, just being carried by his dad. His dad is embracing him. ASAP looks content and put together they just they just look like a gorgeous family they just look like a gorgeous family on the beach it could be sunset it could be sunrise who knows what time it is but whatever it is it's their life and they're living it and they're enjoying it and they're walking across some sand in front of some water and it's just it's giving it's giving so I asked the question I said Noticeably, Rihanna is ahead of ASAP Rocky. It's noticeable. And their son. but the And the focus is on her. Because the article that is in these pages is about her. In fact, if you read, if you look beyond the picture and you read, it says Rihanna Reborn, the superstar on Parenthood, ASAP Rocky, and the mother of all comebacks. So, not only is the image saying that this is about Rihanna but the title of the article that is posted on the picture (laughs) on the cover says it's about Rihanna so I want to know where people are getting this emasculation thing from because all I see is a doting loving father I see a dad who is engaged I see a partner who is holding his partner's hand um I see a, a man who appears from all appearances looks very happy looks very content with his life and why shouldn't he be why shouldn't he be 
He is a successful musician unto himself, and he is partnered with one of the top iconic names of our time. Rihanna hasn't produced any music in like, what, seven years, seven years, and folks are still speaking her name um, for her major contribution to music, yes, major contribution to culture, yes, major contribution to fashion and to beauty and to skincare yes yes all of those yes why shouldn't he be content why why should he want for anything why should he be listening to the sounds of weird people on the internet who want to judge him for enjoying fatherhood here's here's my here's a, here's another question for you let me shake the table a little bit i'm not going to shake it as much as i shook it um, in the Patreon streets, if y'all are, if you're a patron, you know, you've already heard some of this, um, but you know, exclusive content over there, but for over here, what is it about fatherhood that y'all find emasculating? What is it about being a dedicated and devoted dad that y'all find as something to sneer at, to make fun of, to call weak? Because this is not the first time folks have done this about fatherhood because y'all done it to Russell Wilson. We watch y'all act foolish about Russell Wilson to act like Sierra is this like money grabber, despite the fact that she was wealthy, but when she met Russell, right? In fact, there's this really cute story about when they went on, I think it was like a first date or something like that. And Russell takes out his uh, wallet to pay for dinner or whatever the experience was I'm going off the top of my head and Sierra makes fun of his wallet because his wallet is beat up and you know Russell has like a, a sly like comeback for it and he's like well you know this wallet is you know it doesn't look like I forget what he said essentially he said, <laughs> I should go to sleep I'm sorry guys um essentially he says you know this wallet has been through a lot but this wallet is reliable it is trustworthy um, no, it's not flashy and it's not, it's not designer, but essentially it, it gets the job done and it's reliable, you know, and kind of like gave a little dig, like something that, you know, certain folks might need, <laughs> you know, trustworthy and reliable. And I'm here for the trustworthy and reliable folk. Listen. Be trustworthy, be reliable, be about your word. But yeah, y'all did this with Russell Wilson. Y'all kept saying he was emasculated because he was enjoying fatherhood. Um, and that he doesn't take the whole stepdaddy role. But that he's with, with Sierra's oldest child. He's very much a dad figure that he plays with the he plays with all his kids that he enjoys his kids that he enjoys his family what is it about that that y'all find emasculating what is that let me let's define the word emasculate to emasculate means to weaken to deprive of or to take the power from so if we're saying someone is emasculated for being a father then what are we really saying like, seriously, do we find fatherhood weak? Do we find parenting weak? Is it only up to the mothers to be nurturing, loving, kind, compassionate, attentive? Is that only a motherhood thing? Or can dads also love their children too and display that love? I don't get it. 
I personally don't get and I haven't heard a good enough explanation. Um, someone responded to the piece that I wrote and said essentially that it looks like there were two women in the relationship because ASAP, you know, he looks really effeminate holding a baby um, with these braids and this necklace. And it was just a, it was just a weird take. It was a really weird take. I'm like, so because of his fashion, he's less of a man. Would you have said that about, I don't know, earth, wind and fire? Would you have said that about Prince? Would you have said that about some of the pieces that Michael Jackson wore? Would you have said that about any NBA players before 1995? When they were wearing short shorts, some folks were out on the basketball court in net tanks. Net tanks. The idea of what is masculine and what is feminine has changed over the decades over the decades, over the centuries, over the millennia, what it means to be a man. Like, did you know that, I believe it's in Europe, that blue was actually a color for girls and pink was actually a color for boys? Did you know that? Hmm. I bet you, well, I bet you guys know that, but I'm not, you know I'm not. When I talk to these crazy people, you know I'm talking directly to them and I'm not talking to y'all because y'all got good sense. Um, and talking to y'all is like talking to the, speaking to the choir. I get that. (sighs) So yeah, I was really, really frustrated. Um, some folks have even resorted to geometric breakdowns of what this means. Like one account, I'm not going to shout out their name. It's in the piece. If you want to read it, I'll link it in the description, but, um, literally made a geometric breakdown of this cover and they said that Rihanna had a strong dominant, she was a strong dominant masculine woman. And because she's in the front, she's the leader because she has her shoulders back and her chest out and she has a hard face. She's the leader because of where their hands are placed, where she's reaching back to Rocky. It's cock shame. Somehow it shows that he is the follower, um, because of his angles, how he's leaning towards his son and how the baby is leaning towards him. It is submissive, submissive rather. Um, and that he's, because he's submissive and because he's caring for his son somehow nurturing is 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 feminine i don't get it i don't get it because he has a soft face because he's kissing his son that somehow makes him effeminate um and i find these words really really weird you know i find these words really really strange um are we are we really insulting dads for being dads like is that something that we're actually doing like he's a dad y'all went and made a damn chart to chart. like <sighs> some of y'all might have seen it already on my um I put the chart on my Instagram if you want to see it but um you should go read the piece uh yeah you should go read the piece because I'd go into a little bit more detail because I'm very very confused I'm really really confused how ASAP Rocky loving on his child on the cover that he wasn't even supposed to be on. That's the funny part. Rihanna, it was supposed to be about Rihanna. It's supposed to be all about Rihanna. Uh, Rihanna. Rihanna says she wanted her family in the picture. So that's why she was in the picture. Like, it's just, it's just this, is, this is not a good flex. Like, this is not a good take. It doesn't actually make any sense. Why is he, a, why are you saying he's emasculated? Why are you saying his masculinity is reduced? And why... Is it less masculine to love your child and to display that love? 
and to be an active parent. What does that say about our views about masculine, about, about masculinity and how, um, how families are created? I always think it's really interesting and really funny that folks are saying, um, folks are saying that, you know, the breakdown of the family is because there's no men in the home because we, all you have is all these strong women and da, 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 and blah, 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 blah. It's women's fault, you know, cause there's no strong men in the household. Um, and then you get a man in the household and then it's just like, Oh, he's less of a man because he loves his kids. Like make it make somebody make it make sense to me because I don't think there's anything stronger than a parent's love. You know, I watch my husband play with our daughter every day. Well, I don't watch them, but you get the point. I get to observe, I get to see them engage and play. And she gets to grow up in a house where, you know, certain folks would say this is the ideal makeup, you know, a mom, a dad, and a kid, you know, certain folks. And I, you, you guys know why I'm saying that. Um, because family is what you make of it. It's not a certain combination that you must have in order to have family. Family is literally what you make of it. It could be whatever configuration as long as it's a healthy, happy household, then it's family. It's real family. Anyway, I could get, I could go deep with that one. I won't, I won't, I'll just, I'll back out. But yeah, y'all need to fix y'all daddy issues <laughs> because a dad is supposed to, a dad is supposed to act like this. This is how a dad's supposed to be. You know, it's, it's not weak. It doesn't take the power from, it doesn't reduce anything about ASAP Rocky's strength if, if anything it adds more to it and I'm not a fan of ASAP Rocky I'm a fan of Rihanna Rihanna but I'm not a fan of ASAP Rocky y'all know that I did that whole breakdown of when he said essentially that he doesn't care about Black Lives Matter and stuff like that and then he went and proceeded and got himself arrested in abroad I believe in Europe somewhere um and wanted people to cave for him but that was a few years back and we can all grow from our mistakes. And I see that he is happy. I see that he's keeping his mouth shut. I see that he is enjoying his family. And my personal hope is that he grew. But if he didn't, we don't know because he's keeping his opinions to himself. Um, so anyway, I, I, I'm defending the man um, because I don't see why, why we're here with that. Let's talk about the... Jonathan Majors cover. So I, I'm looking at the cover right now and a woman who actually like, I don't know if she deleted her entire account or, del- or blocked a bunch of people who posted about it. But essentially this woman um, named Tamora Sharif Muhammad said, um, and I quote, they keep emasculating our men with a cover of Jonathan Majors crossing his legs, wearing this outfit, right? With this big pink coat um, and his, you know, like I said, his lips pursed and the, the boots and whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, I'm going to be really transparent with you. I like the cover. I like, I like both covers because I like Jonathan Majors. I like it. If it wasn't Jonathan Majors, I wouldn't give a blip. Like it doesn't matter. Um, red carpets, red carpets and magazine covers and music videos are where people can push the boundaries of fashion, especially celebrities. That's where celebrities get to push the boundaries of fashion. Music videos, 
uh, red carpets and magazine covers. This actual cover was, um, was actually, <laughs> it's interesting. It's actually based upon an anime character called, um, Don Quixote do Flamingo from the anime show One Piece. Don Quixote was essentially a dragon who had no power, um, and trapped in a person's form. I hope I have that analysis corrected. I mean, correct. Um, if you guys, uh, know anything more, you can tell me. I, that's just the elementary breakdown that I received about One Piece. Cause I have not, I've watched my, my take, I've watched my, um, share of anime one piece is not one of them. It's not, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. I just haven't gotten around to it. So, but anyway, uh, Don Quixote do Flamingo is supposed to be a really formidable villain, a formidable, strong villain. And I don't know if you notice in these, in, um, Jonathan Majors, two upcoming, if they're not already out films, uh, Ant-Man and Quantumania, where he plays Kang the Conqueror and in Creed three, he's playing a boxer oppose opposing uh Michael B Jordan and that these both these characters look very formidable they look very strong they look very dangerous very very dangerous kind of like Don Quixote do Flamingo it's not to emasculate him they're not trying to make him look less of a formidable Man, in fact, they were playing on that by using a character, an anime character who was also formidable. And I think it's, can I just be honest? If you're, if your masculinity is based upon the clothes that you wear and not the person that you are, you're already emasculated. Like you're already emasculated, like a coat doesn't reduce Jonathan Major's strength. Have you looked at Jonathan Major's? Like, have you opened your eyes and looked at him and seen, like, what he actually looks like? Hell, have you seen any of his movies? <clears throat> Kevin Fredericks does a better job of this, of what I'm about to do, but he made a video, Kev on stage, made a video where he talks about, he talked about Jonathan Major's and, like, the roles that he's recently played like he's played a pilot he's playing Kang the Conqueror a really really strong villain he's playing a boxer he's getting he's I don't know if the film is done or if it's about to be released he's played a bodybuilder like these are all very masculine <laughs> very 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 masculine roles very masculine um I would almost say quintessentially masculine, but I'm still playing around with that. Um, but like, essentially these are very masculine roles and like, Oh, they're trying to emasculate him because he's got his legs crossed. He's got his lips pursed. Um, also, have you seen him just chill? He's made this face before. This is not a new face. Like it's been in other periodicals where you see him make this same exact face. It's just his, just his face. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Again, a reminder, emasculate is defined by Merriam Webster, actually, as to deprive of strength, vigor, or spirit to weaken. How is Jonathan Majors weakened by this coat? 
or his legs crossed or these boots. Like I said, he's not. Um, if you look at that men's health cover, mm -mm, nope. Actually, there were two men's health covers. Um, if you look at any of the spreads he's been in lately, mm -mm, nope. And I dare you to say it to his face, to be honest. <laughs> I dare you to. Not to say that he's like a violent person. He seems like a very lovely man with his head on his shoulders. Um, we've talked about it before, how Jonathan Majors never shows up empty-handed. How he showed up to Trevor Noah and he gave him a bouquet of flowers. Um, and they were a South African flower. And I don't know exactly what flower it was, but Trevor recognized, and that's the point, um, being from South Africa and how, you know, Jonathan Majors literally brought Trevor Noah at the end of his journey um, on The Daily Show, brought him his flowers. And I'm like, look, so kind how he brought, um, I don't know if he talked to Sherry Shepard, but he definitely talked to Jennifer Hudson and he brought her um, popcorn from Chicago, Garrett's popcorn. And like, she's from Chicago and like, he showed up to the show and he showed up not empty handed. I actually just saw an interview that he did, um, with a morning show crew and they asked him, you know, they've seen him on several red carpets and events and he's always got a cup with him. He's always got a mug with him. And he discussed about how this mug it represents a lot of different things. It's like, you know, don't let people gas you up. Don't let people fill your cup. You know, stay, remember, remember who you are. Stay grounded. Um, he explains it way better than I am at 1140 <laughs> when my brain is on the fritz. But he explained it beautifully. He also talked about how he's a poet and how he loved to write. Um, he's not on social media and I kind of appreciate that even though I kind of wish he was for selfish reasons. Um, but yeah, he's just like, he seems like a dope guy. There was an interview that asked him, um, what are the three things that he wanted for this year? And all three of those things was more time with his daughter. He just wanted more time with his daughter while he's kicking butt in all of these roles. Like... Come on, y'all. How can you say that this man is emasculated because of a damn coat or some boots? How can you say Asap Rocky is emasculated because he adores his child and he's a supportive partner to Rihanna? Like, we have to, we have to, we have, words mean things. As Crystal from um, The Reed says, shout out to The Reed. They just celebrated 10 years, um, their 10 year anniversary. That's amazing in our field as podcasters that is incredible and impeccable um and i wish them all the success and all of the blessings and all of the money because honey they deserve it um 10 years please um but yeah words mean things words mean things so you can't just throw around a term like a masculine you know what this comes from this comes from a strange sect of of because this conversation is based in black culture i'm going to talk about specifically black culture um so this is not a conversation for everybody to join in but if you want to stay and listen to it that is absolutely fine i'll let you know when everybody's welcome back into the room black folk we have got to have we have got to have a serious conversation about how we deal with gender and sexuality like 
we really need to have a healthy conversation about this because it does not just because a man is wearing a pink coat or a woman is wearing a suit it doesn't reduce who they are I can be as feminine and whatever as I want to be in a gray pinstripe suit I can I can and I have I have been uh, Jonathan Majors can wear, he could, pro- he could put on a bridal gown for all I care. He's Jonathan Majors. <laughs> Y'all, the, the wild thing is like the epitome of man, manliness and masculinity at a certain point was wearing blouses. You know, we're talking about like Rick James. And like I said earlier, Prince and, you know, Earth, Wind and Fire was in like the auntie's best. Are you kidding me? Um. Like, if, if, like, let's just be real here. Let's just be honest. There is there's such a big conversation that we need to have. And we don't need to be confined by these restrictive and destructive, ultimately destructive gender roles. You know, it's okay if a man wants to play with his baby. That is great. That is wonderful. That is not restricted to the mother of that child. It is okay if a man decides he wants to wear pink, honey, because let me tell you, some men look good in pink, okay? Some of y'all need to open up your horizons and put away the black, the, put away that black navy and gray that y'all got going on and, you know, bust out some color. Put some color on that skin, okay? We look good. We look good in color, okay? Um, But further than that, why are we basing our identity upon the things that we wear or the roles that we play? You know, like, must be realistic. There's going to be t- like in our household, in our household, my husband has one job and his job is to go to school right now, go to school and graduate. And he's doing a fine job of it. And I'm immensely proud of him. That's his one job. And then, you know, he's daddy. He's daddy and he helps take care of the, I shouldn't say help because he's a parent. So he's not helping. He's parenting. We are partners in parenting and the raising of our daughter. So he's doing just that. He's parenting. I have one job in my house and that is to provide all this great content for you guys. (laughs) And that provides for our home. That provides for our home. Someone else, someone could look at our situation. You know, remember at the top of the show, I said people could say our situation was ideal. We have a, we have a dad, we have a mom, and we have a little kid. And I said, um, like, someone would say, like, oh, that's great. Oh, that's perfect. And But then now, hearing, like, our professions and what's going on, somebody like, uh, I don't know. I don't know about having a woman being the breadwinner. Like, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Like, realistically, that works for us right now in the season that we're in. In the season that we are in, it makes sense. And it works. It works for us. He's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. We get together and we do our thing together. Right? Emmy gets to spend time with both her mommy and her daddy every single day. 
lots of time together, lots and lots of time together. And everyone is happy and everyone is fulfilled and everyone is, is affirmed in where they are. And I, I'm not saying that to say that we are the picture of what family should be. What I'm saying is what works for us works for us as individuals and as a, as a family. And so I want us to start adopting that mindset more and saying that our identity is not based in what we wear. Our identity isn't based in what we, you know, what roles we fill. Because someone could look at my husband who enjoys cooking and is watching our baby and saying that I emasculate him, that I reduced him to that. Or you could be wise and smart and say, hmm, she's doing this and he's doing that. And all of the bases are covered. The, the house is provided for. Everybody eats and eats well. Everyone is comfortable. Everyone has what they need. And everyone gets most of the things they want. So what's the problem with that? I think that in as we are imprisoned by these gender roles that were they're not even natural to us, like it just doesn't make any sense, like in certain circumstances. We lose ourselves, we lose our identity, we lose who we are, like as individuals, as people. Um, Because let me tell you right now, I could put on anything, I could put anything on my body right now. And it is what it is. Like, I'm still Whitney under here. I'm still goofy, girly Whitney under here who would rather wear athletic wear than a, a dress and a skirt. But I'm still Whitney under here. Jonathan Majors is still Jonathan Majors under that pink coat. ASAP Rocky is still ASAP Rocky as a dad who's enjoying his daddom. I know daddom isn't a word. Y'all get the point. It's almost midnight. But <laughs> I, I don't think that either of these men are emasculated. And if they are, I haven't heard a compelling argument to, dis- to say why they are emasculated. No one is weakening them. No one is intentionally reducing them. In fact, both of them look powerful and confident and strong and self-assured in these covers for two different reason, reasons. Jonathan Majors, in, in knowing the reference for the photo, it makes perfect sense given, the, given what's going on with those two films. And ASAP Rocky looks like a compassionate and loving father and I don't think that there's anything stronger than a parent's love neither one of these men are emasculated neither one so perhaps the real issue is those who subscribe to this sexist gender roles that ridicule engaged fathers and side eye men who are wearing pink I think that That's where the problem is. In fact, I know that's exactly where the problem is. And rather than, you know, trying to embarrass these men, like deal with your own internal insecurity, because that's what it is. That's what it all breaks down to, because no confident man is worried about what another confident man is doing. Nobody who is killing it on their own test is worried about what's going on with someone else's test keep your eyes on your own paper brother or sister 
because there's been a lot of women who have responded in ways that are oh gross that's another podcast for another day but yeah we need to get ourselves together okay black folk like we need this is a conversation that we have to have amongst ourselves and figure this out because this is a mess this is a mess anyway everybody else can come back into the room um (laughs) thank y'all so much for tuning into this week's episode of the reclaim podcast thank y'all for sticking with me i am doing my absolute best i'm doing my absolute best i can't do anything else but try every day and um i hope that you enjoy this episode i know i am i sound like i'm in really low energy and i am y'all i am so tired but i am so grateful that you came to join me and it's it's a good tired it's a good tired it's a fulfilled tired I got what I needed to get done today and if I didn't I can get it done tomorrow I know there's a whole bunch of other stuff we could talk about like we could talk about Don Lemon sticking his foot way down his throat and why why would he I'm still trying to unpack why he would even say what he said like sir what are we talking about here for those who don't know Don Lemon who is a host on uh CNN who was slotted as the evening host for years. It was years he was slotted as the evening host. They shook up the company and somehow he ended up as a morning host with these two ladies. And he said about Nikki Haley, who was running for uh, president on the Republican side, that she is, quote, beyond her prime because women in their prime are in their 20s and 30s. And I'm like, sir, what are we talking about? Every president, every single president, every single president outside of Barack, Hussein Obama, and JFK was old. Every single one. So if a woman is in her prime in her 20s and 30s, we don't even let people run for president until they hit 35. So what if, I don't know where that even came from, Don. Like, I, I know he doesn't like Nikki Haley, and there's a lot not to like, trust me. Like, there's a lot not to like. But at the same time, come on, let's let's stick to the facts of why we don't like her. We don't like her because of her policy. We don't like her because she said things like, you know, certain folks that are like American. Did she say that? Let me let me look this up. Did Nikki Haley say, hold on, let's look it up together. Nikki Haley. Did she say this thing? She did. It was her. I knew it was her. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons why we don't like Nikki Haley. For one, she said that she wants to deport or or not that she wants to, but she said that Raphael Warnock should be deported. And I said, deported to where? Deported to where? See, deported, deporting people only works if you're not from here. He is an American citizen. He's got, he's got some time here. Like not just him, but his, his mom, his family, his people. We got some time here, Nikki. And this is not a shot at immigrants. So please do not hear this as a shot at immigrants. But I, I would beg, I would remind Nikki that her own parents are immigrants here. And trying to, trying to appeal to a group of people who as soon as they have dealt with 
whomever they're dealing with could turn around and deal with you the same exact way because white supremacy is cruel to everyone it 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 encounters but especially those who try to side with it like it never works out well it never works out well for people of color who try to side on the side of white supremacy they always get taken down in like glorious flames and I don't say glorious as a pleasant way. I'm saying glorious as in like, whoa, there's a lot of gasoline. There's a lot of flames happening there. But yeah, y'all. So anyway, Don Lemon said that she was beyond her prime. And rightfully, rightfully, these two anchors are looking at him like, sir, what did you just say? Like we're in our forties and he, he stuck his foot in his mouth and he had no business to say, he had no business saying what he said, period, period. He should not have said that. Um, but that's pretty much the whole story. He said something he shouldn't have said and he really should have simply kept it to himself. Um, yeah, there's some other stuff, but we could talk about it at another time. I am going to edit this. I'm going to, get some much needed sleep (laughs) i appreciate you guys for being here i appreciate you guys for listening thank y'all so much for your likes your shares and your subscribes please do not forget to take the time it takes two minutes two minutes of your time to just you know drop five stars and let the folks know what you think about the the show um please don't base it upon this week's episode (laughs) Your girl, like I said, is doing her very, very, very best. Very best. Um, But yes, please don't forget that you can also join the dopest group of patrons on Patreon. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Winnie Lease. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Whitney Elise. And you will have exclusives or access to exclusive content like uh, free access to paywall content. Um, I know a lot of my content on medium is behind a paywall. You don't have to even worry about the paywall. You can just jump over it. Um, if you're a patron also, there is the reclaim side note, which is a patron exclusive podcast sitting right there for you guys. Um, there are two episodes of that already up. Um, We'll figure out frequency for that. Um, But yeah, at least you'll get at least two episodes. Probably will end up getting more, but that is exclusive content locked behind the Patreon. Um, And yeah, I just thank y'all for being here. I appreciate y'all. It's time for me to close this laptop and go ahead and get on, get some sleep. Uh, But thank y'all so much for being here. I deeply appreciate y'all. And as always, peace y'all. Thank you.